0: They're gorgeous.
1: What's after breakfast? What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas. It's weird brunch.
2: That is exactly what that hat reminds me of.
1: That music video. Mm-hmm
2: the black hat that she was wearing? Mm-hmm. well because it was she all like black, 90s 60s yeah. 60s 90s right. Right. Re- re- 60s and the 90s 90s retro sure and now right. without like flowers. weirdly back
1: with like when they brought the 90s mm-hmm. back they're bringing the 70s and the 60s back yeah. right but also like the modern the interpretation of it as well. the shine yeah <laughs> the shine and sheen of the early 2000s yeah mm-hmm. it's like you can't just call all of this red just wear whatever the f- fuck you want Yeah, is where is the age we're in right well fashion cycles happen so quickly it used
0: to be 20 years and now it's 10 years and pretty soon it's gonna be five years and so it's just gonna be one constant which is fine like who cares right yeah but that does make the
1: problem of what is it um throwaway fashion is that what they call fast fashion fast fashion it it does make (laughs) that a little bit worse or you can just start dressing like dillard's yeah mannequin like dillard's realness yeah. yeah. I'm serving, serving when I Diller think of rack, I'm serving hiding in the rack. I think <laughs> of
0: a jewel toned jersey knit top, yes. sleeveless top with the attached, it looks like a necklace, but it's like attached jewel yeah. on the top. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom skirt, similar chevron. Ooh. Chevron for okay, sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah, of like a similar jewel tone. And then I'm thinking I'm trying to think of shoes, maybe like a slingback kitten hill. Uh, Ugh. You're giving a lot of credit I just, there.
2: The kitten heel is a nice idea, but it still hurts like so a fucking stiletto, yeah. and it looks stupid. So just wear the stiletto. Wear heel or don't. Yeah. Like it's like I'm too
1: afraid of heels,
2: oh. so I'm gonna use
0: the smallest, thinnest one possible. My years of being
1: insecure oh. about my height yeah. do provide me use of a kitten heel. You do. heel. do you kitten have? Hill. Do you
2: currently have a kitten heel? You don't.
1: No, I haven't. I feel like I would have seen it. No, I'm okay with like. I don't sneak out my uh, my nice shoes. Right, the nice shoes haven't been pulled out in about three four years.
2: Not even for the wedding boots. Were you wearing boots? Mm Mm-hmm. They were nice boots. Oh yeah, because you had on long pants though, so they weren't really showing. I had a pantsuit that was like a salmon. It was so
1: pretty. And then I had boots that had the fake snakeskin part of it was salmon.
0: I wore the same heels that I wore to my wedding to your wedding,
2: Whitney. Suck on They're that. Like very
0: sparkly. <laughs> They're cool. They're like sand, like chunky
2: heel sandals. Tall, yeah, sparkly. See, and I'm okay with like a chunky. I love a chunky. I'm, I'm okay with like a platform or a small platform or a chunky heel. Like, if you want a short platform instead of a kitten heel, it's the, the mm-hmm. thinness
0: of yeah. the kitten heel is, it is is almost insulting.
2: I remember specifically one pair of black do ones. I, I am had. I thinking of the wrong thing? No, I don't what's like just like oh, a oh, little I'm, baby stiletto? Like, oh, then yeah, one I do, inch ha- tall I do stiletto. have stiletto.
1: I have some of those, yeah. Well, I have one pair. It's the only pair with, like, a heel heel that mm-hmm. I have.
2: This is just dumb. But, uh, like, a medium, like, y- your stiletto doesn't have to be three inches. It could be, like, two. Yeah. Maybe one and three-fourths. I just didn't know that, y'all were
1: going to be size queens. We are. Heels.
2: Well, the best Absolutely. part of this
0: conversation is that hopefully it will flip the male audience off. And we will then ride <laughs> yes, the female audience. true. Because mm-hmm. I think about the men I know who do listen to this podcast, and they are absolutely glazing over right now and hoping we change the subject
1: oh 100 <laughs> yeah. well but also like now is it is it kind of like a well what size heel would i be yeah oh it's like a fun
0: game they can play yeah we can't change the subject to skincare though if we want to. that's true <laughs> yeah. i want
2: to see it okay lisa put it on your eyeball okay so i brought
0: with me the peter thomas roth uh instant firm x temporary eye tightener that shocked specifically lisa <laughs> last me time the so this is the visual lisa. portion
1: of our um i'm gonna record it this is only for the Patreon. yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> i don't like that this is weird okay so Are you just we just gonna have sit the there for
0: five minutes I've
1: yeah do we have a time lapse on before. this we should have thought this through i do more. feel like do a time lapse on this
2: well you just put it on yeah on already can you time lapse on this i can do
1: it okay time lapse yourself we'll fucking do it live
0: do like a half a pea size amount can you feel it no it also leaves a a little bit of a white cast i'm not gonna feel a difference i think that you'll notice it even if you put your phone down and look back in a second and people are like this is fake yeah they're just they're being paid by big eye firm
1: whitney you're not gonna
0: see any difference because you don't have
2: i got Oh, Don't. That-
0: you want enough like to that. where you, you can, rude. it's kind of cooling and you'll feel it like the cooling all over, and then you feel it kind of tightening. Yeah, okay. it feels like saran wrap. Yeah.
1: I'm like, where where should I hold my eye? <laughs> Just look straight ahead. Yeah, well, you're not gonna mess it up. It's okay. You think that? <laughs> I'll find a way. But I feel like if I look down, it's gonna Here, freeze I that way. It. I feel like when I use it, I, it usually is done
0: tightening after about like three and a half minutes. You look Spread like the, a
1: reverse football player. <gasps> okay, interesting. interesting. Like I want to be blinded. <laughs> <laughs> Blind me, like mm-hmm.
2: sun, daddy, sun, daddy. Pedro Pascal. I cannot. That, with that video. Have you watched it? Wait,
1: a, have we proposed the
2: uh oh, FMK? Sorry, I just cracked us, but no. It's the ultimate fuck Mary Kill. It's upsetting okay. for oh. us. Or at least between me, Dana, and Lisa. Okay. Um, what is it? it's I don't know if we have the same taste. Taika Waititi. Okay. Oscar Isaac okay. and Pedro Pascal. Taika Waititi, Oscar Isaac. Pedro Pascal. Um
0: oh God. <laughs> Right, I think I'd probably, uh, I think I'd probably kill Taika Waititi. I'm sorry, (gasps) that hasn't happened yet either. Um, Sorry, Rita Ora, and I think I'd probably, I think I'd probably marry Oscar Isaac. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, and then who does that leave? Pedro. Pedro. Then I'd probably just fuck him.
2: I can't believe you just killed. Yeah, Taika, that's so Do you not like him? No, I know
0: probably the l- least about him in oh. a practical kind of way. Actually, I probably don't know that much about any of those guys. I, I'm like they're all attractive. It's it's not like if he can keep Rita and Tessa satisfied, yeah, I'm like that man also, is a fuckable man. I did that's look up with on the internet recently. <laughs> That's while, I, the while, internet. <laughs> while I was by Until myself, looking, okay. And um, then what happened? I <laughs> mostly because I was trying to figure out <laughs> you know, order or dating.
2: History, History. Sure, sure. And then I saw
0: that he was married, and then I saw that he had a couple of kids. Yes. So that is now a low
1: value man oh, to me. Oh, I see. Oh. Yeah, You're but not, I, yeah, you but automatically I, discount him. Yeah, because I'm not interested for sure. Um, and I don't. Know wait, about was the it? other he, two weren't they like openly dating?
0: Oh, I don't have a problem with them openly dating. It's the fact that he has children. Yeah, it's the ki- children.
2: So he doesn't. Haley doesn't want. Respect do I respectfully decline.
1: Yes, being around. Okay. Yeah. got it. So I'll just kill you and make you orphans. Yes. So yeah.
0: Who or really really hates character building? Yeah. yeah, for them, it's you know maybe better in the long run. What's
1: my eye doing?
0: It's on your face. There's
1: well, there's the alarm. I'm really good at timing. Yeah, you really are. It's almost like hey, I don't look comedy. in the mirror. Like Lonnie? she's gonna get a video
2: and then
0: go look see. in the mirror.
2: Well, you know what? <laughs> it's, it's
1: just weird. I feel like it's a mugshot. <laughs> it is. I haven't done this since
2: 2013. <laughs> <be> <laughs> Lisa, I think you should be able to see it. Yeah. God, this—it's just weird. How do I filming someone straight on, On, and then just
0: trying to be deadpan so you get all the detail in their face?
2: Oh, because it's the other eye. Yeah, Yeah, it's
1: the other eyeball. I got confused because it's not. You were like, no, um, yeah, I've got like a. You know what? This is also my small eye. This is so we, should we have done eye. your big eye <laughs> you <laughs> no you can you can, yes. tell. You can tell yeah you know that's small crazy eye.
2: i feel like yeah i don't know I you have, don't have a small eye I i've have got a like eye. a droopier i feel like eye i will and say a droopier the lighter side of my face in general
0: i'm also looking at winnie's interior design stuff that she's saved on her phone that oh
2: that's over for today. um a post that i did on. it's cute How is your small eye? Yeah, does it have big eye energy now?
1: No, it has. smaller. It has smaller eye eye. energy, probably actually. Yeah, it did not get looser. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) she got one of them loose Loose eyes. (laughs) Lisa loose
1: eye. Friedrich, Friedrich, yeah. (laughs) We about to dawn me with a Lopez. It was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, my eye feels fine. Good. I just I can tell that there's a difference from like. That angle, but mm. when I'm looking at it myself, I don't really see. Mm-hmm. Really? Because I see it. Really? Maybe I'm I... stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I feel like if I had makeup on and like oh, all this like separate, right. probably because yeah. when I'm looking at myself, I'm just like, Jesus Christ! Oh well. This is what you look like, you makeupless slut. <laughs> That's Why all I do. Makeupless slut. It? Yeah. <laughs> she's a natural. Okay. She's a natural.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, organic to the Uh,
1: self-loathing on that i appreciate it it's you know what honestly it felt kind of good i haven't talked
2: out loud that kind of shit about myself in a minute so anyways welcome to weird brunch it's actually brunch time on a brunch day but we're not eating i had two pickles and a handful of jalapeno
0: chips when i got here that my sister offered me You're welcome. and i'm eating drinking a hot diet coke which is the <laughs> <laughs> official drink of weird bunch <laughs>
1: <laughs> when
2: you say hot, it's true <laughs> <laughs> the official drink everyone sit down put diet. your headphones on and get your hot diet coke. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm gonna cry off all my nice eye cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's already
0: settled um, into the pores. You should like be okay. A thing
2: where if
1: you wear it regularly, it just sticks, or is it truly like It'll, a, This is your four hours. Yeah. Enjoy. It's like
0: four hours at a time. Probably I would say midway I mean, through my I day. Would think I think if you
2: it. like put it on at night or something, it could mm. be helpful. I don't know. I
0: don't know how it works. Sure, it, but it does feel very temporary when you're putting it on. It's yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. You're like Cinderella. Quanto
1: Quanto Cuesta. Okay. How much? How much?
0: Oh, I think it was that little thing, like thirty five dollars. But I've had it for more than a month now. And I don't use it every day. I use it when I'm
1: like and I I'm, I'm Thirty special
2: isn't that bad. Not like, for skincare. Fucking, and not yeah. for something that like works. Well
1: in that bottle, like it looks small, but it, that is something like that. You're where doing it's half like, that'll bean. last you three, four five months, yeah. even if you did it.
2: Okay. Um, did we introduce ourselves? No, go for it.
1: Well, I'm Lisa Friedrich, mm-hmm. small eye, small eye, small eye, Lisa Friedrich.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, the, who are the other ones? I'm trying to think T-box of it. Tea boz and Chili, okay. Yeah, I'm neither of those. I'm just Haley, I'm chili.
2: <laughs> <Huh>. Meat Chili, Be <laughs> Meat Chili, yeah, Chili in Me the meat verse, <laughs> and I'm Wit Boss. Yours is the worst. Mm. So, oh, what's up? What about Tea Wit?
1: Tea Wit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yes. it's very good.
2: Tea wit. That's me. It's,
0: it's slightly better than meat chili. <laughs> we can come, which is funny because I'm vegetarian, so why am
2: I impossible chili? Not as, fun. Not as funny. Uh, bean chili. Bean chili. That's you know, what people all get bean mad about. chili. Horrible. That's people just get... bean soup.
0: <laughs> we can be. It reminds me of like bean like boba. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm all being Julie. <laughs> oh, what a name! What a fucking name! Okay, okay, That's, none of us are drunk and none of us no, are, are hung is, over. This even. is natural. No. Yeah, not hung. I am upset that my Tea my with? small <laughs> eyes, <is a> small eyes, <laughs> small eye oh god okay well who has it the most yeah. together who on has, their story <laughs> who has a story <laughs> no, that can match our energy well i mean if the energy is energy chaos i can yeah uh, i can go if y'all want you go with I'm you this go okay up. i'm not gonna go so there is i think it's a documentary or I don't even know if it's a documentary or like a reenactment, whatever you want, miniseries, since everybody's so obsessed with those currently. Peacock is coming out with one NBC, BC, and it's about someone named Angeline. <gasps> I love Angeline. You, maybe you have stuff to say about this because I'm going to try. I think I know so, what this is, but
0: you,
1: know. you have to know what this is. <laughs> I like how you shimmied I at just it. just got, yeah. Late, well, know. there's a I reason for mean, That's for a sh- very much yes. an Angeline
2: move, I would think. I got excited. So. <laughs> excited. Angeline. I had never heard of her before. It's spelled A-N-G-E-L-Y-N-E. Ooh, and a who a who y. is this? What's a single name person called? Monom- mononymous. Mononymous woman. Mononymous. Angeline, come on. If you've ever been to Los Angeles, you may have seen Angeline. Probably not in the flesh, but at least you've seen her image looking down at you from a billboard or a mural. And you may wonder, who is this Angeline? People know now, but they didn't for a long time. She's a ravishing blonde woman. And usually in pink with like cool sunglasses on, like she's got big old yabo's. If we're speaking big medical Pocus terms, speak. what? Yes, okay. um, the shimmy. She, okay, like I get the shimmer. Shimmy. Is she a rock star? Is she a Barbie doll? Because there are there's like photo billboards of her, but there's also murals and like paintings and stuff, and they all say Angeline on them. It gives me very much room vibes. Mm because Tommy Wiseau had that room billboard up for so long just to like make himself famous and you know, advertising. It works. Yeah.
0: When we were in San Francisco, we went by the place. So in the room, there's a pants store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we went by there and they just have the big pants up. It's the funniest yeah, thing. I love yeah. We they've, only sell
2: pants. They've kind of embraced the room in you San have Francisco. You yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's brilliant. So who is this Angeline, right? She's born in Poland, October 2nd, 1950. She's the daughter of... Two Polish Jews who had met in, I don't think I can pronounce it correctly, but one of the ghettos in World War II, they were among 500 people who survived out of the 13,000 population. Oof. So real rough, extremely sad beginning, right? From there, they immigrate to the U.S. So they board a ship leaving for Haifa for New York and settle in L.A.'s Fairfax, Fairfax district. Her, what? they boarded a
1: ship to get to new york leaving and then haifa they... for new york okay and then they settled in la yeah so they just i don't think they walked. took the
2: ship all the way to la
1: from New. the land ship Did
0: you they... ever seen a boat it's like a doo. okay you know yeah. we haven't
2: okay <laughs>
1: what if a doo was the only reference
2: <laughs> it is the nina the pizza my 36
1: year old ass Sisu maria yeah. Yes. Oh, Christopher Columbus must have been a douchebag.
2: Yes. <laughs> the wraparound sunglasses. I mean, he was for a real. Oh, that is probably what he looked like. Yeah. This must be India, bro. Okay. So, <laughs> let's get some spies. Either way, they end up in LA. Her dad is a tool and die mechanic, and by 1965, unfortunately, her 44-year-old mother dies of cancer, Mm. and she is 14. Her real name is Rania, or Renee. They kind of, I guess, anglicized it when they moved over. Uh, Goldberg. Last name Goldberg. She's 14. Her dad remarries. She has a stepsister. All that. So she's living out in LA. What is she going to do? In 1978 what? She was 14 in 1969 so 78 she's... 23. 23. Thank you Haley. Nobody checked that. No. (laughs) I'm just going to go with 23. In 1978 she's dating this guy and she joins his band and the band is called baby blue they're performing in clubs in la they opened rubber city rebels what kind of music is it for punky. the screamers and yeah. a show at the whiskey a go-go so punk-y. yeah punk rock clubs they are doing okay but they release a single called rock and roll rebel with a b-side called fantasy man only a thousand copies of the record were made and they were only distributed in england and they're not getting a bunch of attention and so they start they how decide, much are those worth on ebay now i know probably a fuck time yeah if you find one so they're like well what can we do to promote our band and they're like well Angeline is hot let's put her up on a billboard and she's like fuck yeah girlfriend in 1975 the single too much to touch was released under the name Angeline and it's promoted with posters flyers in 1982, Angeline releases a self-titled debut album on an independent label. The 12 picture disc contained 11 songs, including two versions of Sexy Stranger, a few covers, and um, they put out another series of bus posters to promote the album. In 1983, they released another one that is accompanied by a music video. According to Angeline, she met wealthy adhesive free tape entrepreneur Hugo Masnik in 1982. Those are the types
0: of things when they say wealthy, they mean like so beyond wealthy because you don't right. realize how prolific that self-adhesive adhesive tape, free tape. it's the inventor of post-its yeah. it's like that it is whole thing.
2: is we're what's your business woman's special yeah Masenick has a display printing business in la he's super eccentric he's kind of a prankster hold on real quick <laughs> lisa
1: is i don't is it, do it right you your tit okay boob? it's the it's a rib tighten oh, thing oh, okay. like right yeah. under the bottom of the boob yeah okay. and i've got a lot to get through i've never here. had enough sure. boob to lift to get i've to that had that part.
2: cramp though right here yeah. like around your rib before you've
0: never i've had a cramp but the effort that
2: it would take to get to that is very easy
1: for me oh see Long, i'm yeah. about to yeah, do yeah, a mastectomy hard. over here <laughs> just to get to it <laughs> <laughs>
2: it hurt all right so <laughs> con- <clears throat> continue gross. no i'm just kidding <laughs> your tits are <laughs> gross mace neck sees potential using Angeline's image and is like, I know what it takes to be big in the outdoor advertising game, hot bitches. Yep. In February 18 18 1984, Angeline's first billboard proclaiming, quote, Angeline rocks goes up on Sunset Boulevard. So the billboards up in 1986. She releases her second album, Driven to Fantasy on her own label now called Pink Kitten. I just love all of it. An enhanced pink vinyl reissue of the album later released in Italy in 87, an 85-foot-high mural depicting Angeline was painted on the side of a building on Hollywood and Vine, which... Commissioned? Nope. Her manager financed the $22,000 painting. Mm -hmm. That same year, 87, her friend got her a recording with Michael Dosko. He produces a few more songs for Angeline. It's later featured in the movie Earth Girls Are Easy. Hey, Hey. Another movie we should
0: not have seen as I don't Children. remember seeing it as a kid. You don't? Oh, it was I, on like,
2: TV regularly. It, it's like, like in my brain. I, that's mm-hmm. my first Maybe Jeff Goldblum I watch memory. watch it, it'll it's jog my memory. Because yeah. if it's in yours, it's probably in mine. Yeah. Well, Angeline has a cameo in Earth Girls R Easy as well. Yeah. Singles released in 88. There's like Italian remixes. She is has a song called Super Freak Family Blah, blah, blah. In 1995, a black and white documentary by Robinson DeVore called Angelese is released. And at that time, she had over 200 billboards all over Los Angeles.
0: That's like.
2: What year was this? 95. 200 billboards. Like, I don't even know if Austin has 200 billboards. We have more than you think, I think. A billboard. That's my
1: that's yeah. what I'm thinking. It's like there's sure. gotta be you know, obviously the there's the ones on the highway, but then there's also some that are like behind this building downtown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like the one
0: on South Lamar that is up that a condo got built by and all the people who bought the condos were mad that the billboard was there and it makes me laugh in
2: 1997 angeline launches her website where she offers tours around sunset boulevard in hollywood the angeline dream experience an experimental film by dan Kaplovitz, is released in 1998 she's in a couple short movies with elements of psychedelia featuring Angeline driving in the streets of LA, greeting her friends and talking about out of body experiences. She has like a pink Cadillac, right? <coughs> she does. Yeah. yeah. Very Barbie car. That's so cool. In. 2002, after being a candidate for Hollywood City Council, if it were to secede from L.A., she ran for office again in 2003, this time for governor of California up against this, yeah. um, our, the governator. So she runs for governor. Obviously, she did not get it. Bummer. She finished 28th in a field of 135, 25, a little over 2,500 votes. Good for you. That's pretty good. Her slogan. Uh, That's how do you (laughs) put
0: that on a billboard? It seems kind of off-brand for her. uh Okay.
2: Her slogan during the campaign was: "We've had gray, we've had brown, now it's time for some blonde and pink." And her mascot was a pink Maltese named Buddha. I would have voted for. I think that more political campaigns need to have mascots. I agree. Yeah, I'm voting for the dog. I'm not voting for you. Yeah. In July 2013, Angeline signs a contract with designer Michael Kaluva to be the face of limited edition t-shirts for Tumblr and Tipsy. Yeah, there's like a series in production about her and I'm pretty sure it's supposed to come out in May 2022. So the mystery of Angeline, like her actual identity was pretty... She obviously ran for governor in 2002 so people kind of knew who she was she wouldn't tell people how old she was yeah. you know she you can be public and still yeah, have she mystery. kind of created and inhabited the modern myth of la the platinum blonde bombshell and the bl- bright pink corvette just always going around the city being kind of glamorous and that was what she did
0: because I'm, I'm of course googling her it's emmy rossum that's playing her and whatever is that she's in she's in gossip girl she's go piss girl I'm almost positive on let me know wait, wait check no no
2: that. no because go piss girl is um <laughs> <It's so>. several <laughs> layers of me no go pi- that's that's Blake Lively oh that's not go piss girl okay. she, no she's she you're looks thinking like her. of um Ale- no I now I'm thinking but. Alexis Bledel and that's wrong and it's we're not... we getting
0: all of our who's confused.
2: No, Leeton Meester. There we go. Sorry. They, I'm
0: sorry. If you put those two people in a room,
2: Leeton Meester. I'm not gonna Emmy Rossum. The point is,
0: so this is this is Emmy Rossum. She is very small and yeah. fit. And if you look at her portrayal of Angeline, you know this word now. They have a ginormous titty bib on her. Uh, yeah. And I'm Titty very bib. impressed by the pros- prosthetics. Look
1: I wonder if it's like the it same one good? that they used for those Pam and real. Tommy.
2: Oh, that does look pretty. Like yeah. real, fake real. Like yeah, it looks it's like she bib. has implants.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a full sure. bib that they put on that probably, the mm-hmm. prosthetics they blend into her neck. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It looks good. I just want to get one of those just to have, just to, to feel the power of yeah. having huge, huge knockers. knockers. It's not great it's if you can take it's it off it'd be all, great right oh yeah yeah it's just a power mm. i've never
2: mm. had before and i would very much like to experience it so back in the day before they knew her identity <laughs> and also i didn't know angel people from los angeles were called angelinos
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, is that real mm-hmm. in texas we have other words for people from los angeles yeah they're the, not nice not Angelinos. no
1: no i feel like that's a uh like a i feel like it's maybe like a <coughs> sports type term hmm. like oh those angelinos oh, they're bad fans yeah. or some shit mm.
2: i don't know but in this article they call them angel what else would you call them L-aliens? L-aliens? l aliens l aliens l angelian los angelinians there's all there's, of its there's a lot. We have no better options, so we can go with whatever they have, right? So <laughs> Angelino's a lot of them didn't believe that Angeline was a real person at all. They sometimes compared her they called her the Los Angeles equivalent of the Loch Ness monster. Some believe she exists and some believe she doesn't. A genealogist in, I think it was 2017, finally decided to go down. He worked for the Hollywood Reporter. Was like, I am going to figure this out. And that's when it came to light that she was the daughter of these two Holocaust survivors from Poland. She obviously wasn't like super young like she had been claiming to be even though most people knew that she definitely looked Mm -hmm. very very old Mm -hmm. by that time and there are some mean quotes about how old she looked (laughs) and trying to uh hang on to that young beauty she had because there are actual pictures of her she was like super hot very hot, definitely that like motley crew like girl dancing on Mm -hmm. a car car kind of of vibe. some white snake Yeah, yeah absolutely but yeah that article came out in 2017 and kind of exposed her actual origins to the world and now there's a, doc, a thing being made about her and you'll get to see the titty bib as they like, called it but there's a lot more to her Is that's it? just a brief overview there's a very long not very very long but hollywood reporter did a big dealy bob on it and i it's interesting and that's the genealogy one is not part of it also so
0: she has like new corvette like new cars all the time, and it's dubious of where how yes. she's able to fund this yes. because right, she's, but she's,
2: she's married to the the guy who has the knowledge. Notes. Used to, yeah, he invented Post-Its. Yeah, so uh that's cool. probably and him just like yeah being a billboard owner, I guess. Yeah, like well, my wife has these two hundred. Just make sure it's an investment. Yeah, it's it's definitely an investment, and you know honestly, it kind of is because she clearly is famous from yeah. it i do every big city have something like that like
0: a, like because we had leslie right mm-hmm. I,
2: I wish we like had a, like a, hot, a bitch hot pink like i mean i have, LA has we have we have also. betty blackwell
0: we do have we do, Betty blackwell you <laughs> know betty blackwell
2: <clears throat> well we have david Mm-mm. comey the rock lawyer Mm-hmm. With his dreads, those are bo- both uh, Scott Elder, him. more of a menace, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. debatable. <laughs> I'd much <laughs> rather have very in a pickle. Like, <laughs> the pickle one is iconic, yeah though. Like, yeah. how long ago was the pickle? Yeah. Probably a decade, yeah. honestly. Oh. And we're still talking about Scott Elder's pickle. Yeah. And Betty Blackwell was. Who's Betty night? Blackwell? Oh, you don't know Betty Blackwell? No.
0: It's a it's a whole thing we can't get the, into it. We'll show you the commercial later.
2: I'm surprised you're not familiar. It's like if a you late who night. Lynn was. Did you know who I was talking about when I said that? When you said what? Kimmery Lynn. No. Tell him Kimmery Lynn sent you.
1: I don't even know what that is. Oh, you explain it me. Okay.
2: Yes. How do you? Because
1: uh, I, I, I do remember, Chapman Motors. They've got mm-hmm. a camel. I've yep, seen yep, that yes. Yeah. There is a camel. Yep. It's very. But also, like, well, what's Winston the one we can't Lights. talk
0: about anymore because he killed those or two camel, people? Oh, uh... mod Charles w- Maud, Toyota. Yes. Oh, Remember? yeah. Remember? That, that story hasn't fully come well, out yet. yeah we got it
2: i forgot all about the mom shit yeah that's wild
0: i allegedly killed two guys allegedly allegedly yeah we don't need to get sued definitely did we don't have um car dealership like, money I to would, back us up i would
2: love to have just a hot woman who wears all pink i mean we got it. like we've got like the guy who rides around on the cat on, on the cowboy the guy who rides around mm-hmm. on a horse mm-hmm. like we have a naked biking guy we got the naked mm-hmm. bike guy and i feel like those are all kind of typical like most like most cities kind of have their city eccentric person Nude but person. if we could have like a blonde or it doesn't have to be blonde anyone just like wearing all one color driving in a car that's the same you color. you want a just, monochrome yes identity. Identity. queen yeah when you do it okay well we're gonna have to get a titty, titty bib yeah we could also like trade off like we could
0: they're like why is that one? I feel like she was smaller last time I saw
2: her. That's the mystery. Yeah, and it's like have an Andy to, Kaufman we'd have have to kind get of a car. Though thing. we'd have to get the. Fun I think we could use the car. Are you willing to paint it a certain color?
1: Silver doesn't
2: work. No, we can't dress in My silver and be alien normal. I don't want to wear for all a pink, car though. color. Silver is too normal. It would yeah. have to be like like yeah. sparkly, like like glittery
0: would be cool. Yeah. Mirrored, like aggressively or like mirrored to where it's like a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be very fun and very we were just basically creating little like laser beams when we were just catching shit on mm-hmm. fire. Come for me cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come after me. Mm-hmm. You're going to melt their tires. Bet. You can't even. Bet. Yeah. well That's fine. Who's
2: going next? Uh, I can do mine
0: I see. Okay. In 1971, The Diary of an Anonymous Girl Who Details Her Fatal Decline From a Normal Middle Class 15-Year-Old Existence to a Drug-Addled Hippie Comes Out. The book Go Ask Alice was published yep. during the height of the psychedelic era in America and became a cautionary tale for other teenagers who were being tempted to turn on, tune in, and drop out.
2: What year again?
0: 1971 is when it was published. Cool. The book, named after a line from Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit, Um, Go Ask Alice When She's 10 Feet Tall, the if you've never heard the song, it's a drug song. Tall. About, it's a drug it's a song. Drug it is, song. is a drug song. It's a to like, sounding song. Say it, yeah, what's the psychedelic era? Here's a Jefferson era, um, Airplane. Not, not Starship. Yet. Not yet. Okay, so the diary begins and it tells the story of an unnamed protagonist a few days before her 15th birthday. The family is from a stable, maybe a little bit boring kind of suburb two parents three kids live just living in the burbs and her initial story is more of the kind of same vanilla middle class teen existence she's trying to fit in at school she's trying to relate to her siblings and her parents it's a lot about boys also some real good just boomer body image issues in there some eating disorder shit right Mm -hmm. so alice when you're inter- when she introduces herself in her diary, she's kind of just a normal, boring teenage girl until she goes to a party and is unknowingly dosed with LSD. Her first trip is a good one. And though she's fearful of the consequences, she gets to the point where she wants to try more drugs, like pot. <laughs> and within a couple weeks of her first... From acid to pot. Yeah. From, <laughs> so from within a couple of weeks from her first accidental drug experience she's taking benzos dexies tranquilizers and intravenous drugs within what whoa within a couple of weeks um she's also loses her virginity and begins having casual sex all while on acid and dating college-aged guys and within a couple months after that pushing drugs on kids as young as nine or (sighs) ten The rest of the book follows the next year of Alice's life where she gets caught in a cycle of getting hooked on drugs and getting clean, running away, coming back to her family. She goes from acid to heroin. She runs away to San Francisco, suffers various forms of sexual abuse, experiences homelessness, resorts to survival sex work. She gets clean, comes home is basically gang stalked by the local druggie kids at her high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually dosed by them again to the point where she has a drug-induced psychosis so a bad trip where she tries to tear her face off and is admitted to a hospital and then a psych ward all of this she's chronologically in her diary she comes home things seem better she's sober she's with her family this entire time in her diary her family every time she comes home her family like welcomes her with open arms and like wants to get her back on the right track so the diary ends as Alice decides that she's begun this new phase of her life and she doesn't need to keep a diary any, anymore. And it's bright and it's happy and, and she's ready for the next part of her life. Then in the epilogue, it's revealed that three weeks after that last diary entry, she spoiler alert, dies of a maybe purposeful heroin overdose. No. So this diary <laughs> comes out and... Um, this is, real? this is real? This is real. Okay. So needless to say, after its initial publication, it became an absolute phenomenon. Everyone, it sold 5 million copies. Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. Uh, yeah, there we go. There Love a we callback. Um, it was an international best- bestseller and it was translated into 16 languages. So besides teens just kind of historically like eating this kind of shit up this was kind of the first Y A coming of age phenomenon in in modern times right
1: like the perks of being a wallflower
0: that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff right or 13 or a million little pieces so its success has been attributed to the timing of its publication which was in the height of the psychedelic area which the negative side effects of drug use were becoming kind of a public concern. This was after the Summer of Love, which would have been 67, and also after Woodstock as well. So that h- real height of, like, hippie movement, the kind of darkness from that was really starting to show, Show, or at least, you know, in the media, I guess. Anytime teenagers are doing shit, that's, you know, fucking with the...
1: Well, yeah, they're starting to do yeah. the drug control because they're like, I can make money by putting people in Mm -hmm. yep
0: it was really popular with young adult audiences and go ask alice also attracted a significant number of adult readers because of the depiction of uh, what drug sex sexual violence rape lots of cursing um it was a hugely controversial book to be published and to this day there's basically ongoing attempts to challenge it in schools everywhere. It, it, it's it been in the top 25 challenged books since its publication in 1971 and has never dropped mm, off So,
1: of it. wait, her family was... Are you about to get into it? Okay. Yeah. The thought
0: being that this book would teach children how to get access to drugs, get away with having illicit sex, and basically disrespect their parents like the diarist did. And it was... The girls, when you think about who's actually going to go out and get this book, it's not the bad kids that are going to go want to read a book like right. this. It's the good kids, right? So it's the idea that this is like poisoning the mind of of our good kids children. Kids who read good. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of those goody-two-shoes who could like safely consume this media at a distance, right, without, without having to actually participate in it. And maybe it would be salacious enough that they would be tempted to partake in this type of lifestyle even though it is very obviously a cautionary tale very anti-drug and any positive experience that Alice her name's not actually Alice it's an anonymous author it's just called go ask Alice on account of the callback to the song but over time the main character just ends up getting called Alice because of this. And in the TV movie that they did, they call her Alice in it as well. So any positive experience Alice has with drugs or sex is immediately followed by tragedy in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, like even at the end when she has apparently gotten through all of this, she fucking dies. (laughs) So it's, it's not a good story. That controversy alone, the next kind of question that came out of go ask Alice is who, who's the, the diarist? Who's Alice, right? Well, she's not real. Sorry, I lied to there, you um,
2: there it is. There it is.
0: Sorry, the story. This is the other controversy with it. Is the story is almost definitely, mostly, if not completely, fiction. Written by a middle-aged Mormon therapist named Dr. Beatrice Sparks. Also the doctor in at that is questionable. A woman. Yeah, I guess. I started looking into this and I had never read Go Ask Alice before. Have y'all read it? Mm-mm. So I listened to it and it's a quick audiobook. If you do it at two times speed, it was like two and a half hours. Psycho. Yeah. You are unwell. <laughs>
1: two times? Two times. I've done 1.5. No, no, no.
0: I can do two times. My God. Yeah. The book is fine. So initially the book was described as either the author, authentic diary of a real teenage girl or an edited or slightly fictionalized version of an authentic diary. Some sources claim that the girl's parents had arranged for her diary to be published after her death. Allegedly, it was said that the book was published anonymously because the parents had initiated legal action and threatened to sue the publisher, right? So it went from, yeah, it went from being this, And the title in the first publications of Go Ask Alice, it says the true diary of a girl. First, it was like 100% true. And then stuff kind of started coming out about it. So it turned into, it's mostly true, but it was slightly edited. So to protect, you know, those involved, Mm -hmm. to obfuscate the truth, and then kind of more stuff starts coming out. And so not long after Go Ask Alice publication, Sparks began making public appearances, presenting herself as the editor of the diary. However, some researchers discovered that copyright records listed Sparks as the sole author, not editor of the book, raising questions about whether she had just written the book herself. Sparks said that she had, so this is when Sparks has to, this is like eight years after the publication. So for a really long, good chunk of time, people thought it was a true diary, cautionary tale of a girl who literally goes from Writing in her diary, hoping that her brother isn't mad at her about something, to sucking dick for heroin (laughs) in the course of three months. Mormon (laughs) fanfic. Oh my God. That's what this is. Yeah. So it's when you read it as somebody who is one, an adult, and two, I haven't had these specific drug experiences, but you know, you grow up, right? Yeah. And it's just like, wow, that escalates quickly. Literally, the beginning of the book, she accidentally takes acid is nervous about getting caught that she had done it and then taking intravenous drugs with the same kids like three weeks later, not even having smoked pot yet. It's bizarre. Okay. (laughs) So Sparks kind of had to start justifying herself at this point. She said that she had received the diaries from a girl she had befriended at a youth conference typical mormon story yes Um, the girl allegedly gave spark her diaries in order to help sparks understand the experience of young drug users and thus to prevent also her parents from reading her diaries so she kind of like offloaded them saying you're interested in this here's my life story i guess and also don't tell my parents Sure. You know, how young girls do. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just give up their diaries willingly. It's not that their mom sneaks into their room, reads their diary, and then she moves out of the house for three weeks. And the only reason that mom can get her to come back to live at the house is she lets her get her belly button pierced.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's true. <laughs> but Whitney never did acid in high school, so
2: I've never done acid. I don't know if I ever will because I am not good with that I can't type do of hallucinogens uh-uh. uh-uh. No, uh-uh. I. I I can microdose a mushroom and that is can't, about it. I can't even mm-hmm. do that.
1: Sometimes if I have too much pot, I'm like, it's too much. I want to go to bed. No,
2: that happens to me still. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's
0: like a sleeping aid at this point. <laughs> so she's saying that the, the girl hands off her diary, whatever. According to Sparks, the girl later died, although not of an overdose. Sparks said she had transcribed the diaries, destroyed parts of them in the this process. Some Mormon shit too, because yeah. they're like, "Actually, Ooh, the I tablets. transcribed it." Yeah, mm-hmm. Oop, lost them. Gotta they go get them again. Flew down and told me about it. Kind of added, and they also she also added various fictional elements, including the overdose death, mostly to obfuscate the identity of the diarist. Although Sparks did not confirm or deny the allegations that the diarist's parents had threatened a lawsuit, she did say that in order to get a release from the parents, she had only sought the use of the diaries as a quote basis to which she would add other incidents and thoughts gleaned from similar case studies so she's saying that part of the diary is this one person's diary but i've also talked to other druggy hippie kids and incorporated their stories in this as well to really like you know hmm. hammer home that drugs and bad K. Okay. Mm -hmm. by a king mm -hmm. suspicions were heightened in 1979 after two newly published books about troubled teens one called voices and one called jay's journal advertised sparks involvement by calling her quote the author who brought you go ask alice Mm, yeah author
2: interesting
0: the writing style and content has also been picked apart as it fluctuates from sounding too adult to sounding like like a 10-year-old wrote it. There's a lengthy descriptions about LSD trips, but then kind of no day-to-day boring-ish teen stuff Mm -hmm. in it it's it's either one or the it's too extreme for it to really come off authentically as a teen's diary Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also the sophisticated vocabulary that the diary suggested it had been written by someone much older and also some of the terminology she uses is so mormony calling people who use drug dopey dopers there's the most famous line that comes up in a lot of articles i read about it is this is when the alice was in the furthest kind of downward spiral of drug addiction and there's just a diary entry that just says another day another blow job Oh, my God. It's like everyone's been in their early 20s. Calm down. Um, She's only doing one blow job. Yeah. And that feeds her heroin habit for an entire day. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. The writing style is pretty obviously not of a teenager. And I'd also mentioned earlier that Sparks had written a couple of other coming of age novels that also ended up being pretty controversial. Sparks was involved in a similar controversy regarding her second diary project. This book came out in 1979 called Jay's Journal. It was allegedly the real diary edited by Sparks of a teenage boy who committed suicide after becoming involved with the occult. Fun so this oh time 70, yeah 79 that. is right leading into your satanic panic mm-hmm. people are eating that shit up problem is the publisher's initial marketing of the book raised questions about whether Sparks had edited a real teenage diary or written a fictional diary this is also after the point where the things about Go Ask Alice were coming out so people don't know if this is true or not actually later the family of the real life teenager Alden Barrett whose teenage suicide was the basis of Jay's journal so they gave Sparks all of his journals saying hey our son committed suicide because he suffered from depression and we know that you did this work with Alice's uh, Go Ask Alice and we think it'd be really good if you could do the same thing to Mm -hmm. show what teenage depression looks like so Sparks takes it she used 21 entries from barrett's real diary that the family had given her but the other 191 entries Oof. in the published book had been fictionalized or fabricated and it purported that barrett had not had been involved with the occult and devil worship and that is what ultimately caused his downfall
2: oh uh, when so she peppered he was that just in. depressed and she was like i'm gonna add in the, the devil. devil yeah just a little sprinkling and if you
0: get certain versions of go ask alice there is a reference to a character named Jay that she she comes across a bunch Mm. of different people while she's drugged. And the the idea is that this is like the tie in like they met each other yeah it's very stupid
2: you had it just left it you yep. could have left it at Go Ask Alice
0: yep yep yep, yep. the family was fucking furious because they're yeah. like no our kid did not do witchcraft or worship Satan right? or do and drugs he was just a depressed fucking know, kid you know comes back on the family yeah. too because mm-hmm. it's like sure. wh- I, how'd your kid turn yeah. out like this what are like, you doing are you Satanist? when asked about the origins of Jay's journal Sparks changed the, her story numerous times at first she ca- claimed that all the diary entries in the book came directly from the journal but later it came out from the family that only a handful because they still had copies i'm assuming of the actual Mm -hmm. journal right and then spark said that she had interviewed some of alden's friends who told her about him being a Satanist or whatever.
2: Bullshit. Yeah.
0: When further press, Sparks changed her stories again, saying that perhaps the people she spoke to were not really Alden's friends and like she was lied to. But the inconsistency Mm -hmm. led many to believe that Sparks had invented the entire storyline of the book with just using those 21 initial journal entries just to kind of get her started.
1: Yeah, that's like 10% of the book. Yeah.
0: Seriously. True. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it is Satan worshipping. Mm -hmm. Sparks went on to produce numerous other books of diaries, Of anonymous troubled teens, including Annie's baby, the diary of anonymous, a pregnant teenager. It happened to Nancy by an anonymous teenager. And it happened to Nancy, if I recall correctly, is the story of a girl who gets raped and gets AIDS and dies. So it's, yeah, our edited transcripts of therapy sessions with teens, including Almost Lost, the true story of an anonymous teenager's life on the streets. And all of these with kind of dubious realism. So some commentators have noted that these books use similar writing styles to Go Ask Alice and contain similar themes, such as tragic consequences for spending time with bad companions. So a lot of the initiators of the downfall of all of these characters are kind of out of the main character's control. So like with Alice, she got dosed at a party Mm -hmm. and then I haven't read any of the other books, but it seems to be innocent kid gets one exposure yeah. to something. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of their life a is a single drop and... of alcohol. Yeah. Well, mm, that's how it starts. <laughs> There's some truth to that Not for Alice. It's Not for Alice. Straight, straight, up straight with, with Alice. Yeah. <laughs> so the tragic consequences from spending time with bad companion companions, a protagonist who initially gets in trouble by accident through someone else's actions and portrayal of pre sex and homosexuality is always wrong. They're, There is so much, I don't even want to say casual bigotry in Mm. it. It's pretty pointed. Although Sparks was typically listed at these books as editor or preparer, a number of similar books that Sparks published making her author of them. So she is, quote, arguably the most prolific anonymous author in publishing. And that fueled further suspicions about Mm. Go Ask Alice. So Beatrice died in 2012. And up until that point, she continued to claim that she got this collection of stories from diaries that were presented to her from a girl that she met at a youth conference because she kept saying that she was a youth counselor. But um, a writer named Eileen Pace Nielsen had done an interview with Sparks and found that there was no evidence that this was true, either that she had a PhD or that she had been a youth counselor or that she had spent any significant amount of time like counseling teens specifically. Hmm. And when pressed on it, Sparks was notoriously cagey with details, and she would also change her story and not really provide any little to no support to support her claims about even working with teens. So it could very well be that this middle-aged Mormon woman, with some education, because she did write a book, and it's not terribly written, decided... To in order to fight the hippy dippy tune in drop out lifestyle, she was going to fabricate the teenage diary of a druggie in order to keep other kids from doing drugs, mm-hmm. and then basically spark an entire career for herself to write anonymous teen diaries, discouraging teens <laughs> from doing pretty much anything that's fun, drugs, right. fun, drinking, fung, Satan worship fun fun doing it yeah fun so now go ask alice isn't billed as a real diary it anymore but it is still kind of suspiciously presented on the more recent letter jackets of go ask alice it says the title and then it says this is alice's true story which is the true story of the character in the book okay yeah it's still a popular book today some schools teach it some schools have banned it, uh, but at least libraries have moved it from the nonfiction section to fiction. Interesting. So let's go ask Alice. If I, I'm telling you, I kind you, of want to read it. Read it. It's there. It's interesting because again, these are not drugs that I have done specifically, but the way she dis- she does have moments where she's like having a real good time with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, i not sure. all bad.
2: Interesting. Yep.
1: Yeah. I two things. There was a diary series Uh, why series that I was just trying to find that I know I read like two or three of them Mm -hmm. not any of that but it was interesting where it was like oh this kid's suffering from
2: depression oh this girl she's like no robot on Lisa's wrist Sorry about the future. Um,
1: (laughs) Anyway, one of the guys was named Ducky, I think. Classic 80s. Yeah, is that a 16
0: Candles reference?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then the other... Oh, I started watching... uh, What is it? Under Heaven's Banner? Under the Banner of Heaven? Mm -hmm. It's Andrew Garfield. It's about the...
2: uh, I want... I want to watch it so that fucking bad. That sounded like a
0: dog being run I over. Thought, really?
2: I thought it sounded like tires screeching. Yeah. Weird. Whitney, you should be a Foley artist. I am. <sighs> I was like, can I watch this while you're gone? And he was like, no. What is and it I about? Like, what is the premise of it? There was
1: a murder of a Mormon woman and her baby, like mm. 15 months old. And... Uh, I think it, I mean it's based on a true story, but uh, so Andrew Garfield plays like the lead detective. He's uh, very religious. He um, the first thing you see is like uh, the woman's husband shows up and he's all like covered in. Bl- so it's also it's a lot of like procedural yep. questioning and then like flashbacks to their life as you know as a religious Mormon family people. and like where he came from and. <laughs> It's really good, but it also makes you, like, yeah. yeah. The preview again, had what is
2: those? heavy True Detective vibes, well, and I was I like, I'm Detective. fucking in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I rewatched the first season of True Detective, like, once a oh, year. It's, I love so, it. so, it's good. so good. It's My.
2: so good. The other seasons aren't very, no, any, I was, but that first one. Yeah, like, listening to Go shit. Ask
0: Alice, like, knowing that, that it's fake, like, when you're listening to it, there's still parts of it where it is kind of harrowing where you know it's little experiences that i think most adults or women have had when kind of navigating coming into adulthood exacerbated by the fact that like she's on drugs and stuff Mm -hmm. so there were a couple of moments where i was listening to it and i was like oh this this is rough um and then you kind of go back to like oh this is like a watt (laughs) pad for a
1: mormon lady right story truly Hmm. yeah and then so right after i watched the first two episodes of that i then went to peacock and watched the uh documentary i think it's four episode Mm -hmm. series about warren jeffs and the flds so i woke up today being like the mormons Mormons are bad (laughs) they've got some pretty bad ideas and then this is perfect yeah it all comes back to mormons i'm gonna figure out that book series i read
0: i had i think most generations have a book or a movie that is that like drug related coming like kids was like the nineties thirteen for a dream. 13, I, 13, 13 for a dream. Thirteen really like I loved that movie when it first, i was like yeah. fifteen when it came out too. And it was one of mm-hmm. like I wasn't like a bad kid, but I wasn't th- like that. And yeah, so like, it was that observation. Like, Parents
2: of, you got it easy. I haven't I'm not even doing yeah, half of this shit. It did
0: make me want to get my tongue pierced though and I did manage <laughs> yeah. to pull that off without of having to have my mother read my diary and run away and then bait me back to coming into the house.
2: I need to
1: rewatch <laughs> it probably
0: I kind of want to rewatch because it's what's Face that actress and Rachel Wood, yeah, and Nikki Reed, child, child, yeah, child, child, Mm
1: -hmm. a who indeed, our who friend Nikki Reed. I'm gonna uh bring this all over the place with some stuff we've talked about, especially (laughs) cautionary tale Mm. is one, and then a few other things. So, I want to talk about the ancient roots of Catwoman, Okay. okay. Around like Michelle like, Pfeiffer,
0: Catwoman, or like
1: all of it, all of it. Okay, Catwoman first shows up in Batman number one as the cat. Okay, kind of wish it had stayed number the cat. one. Batman issue number one in the 1940s, and she would be foil or she would be crime-fighting partner, which we've seen with Anne Mm -hmm. Hathaways in a very real way, Mm -hmm. and then, like, a lover or an enemy. It's complicated. It's always complicated. Lover and enemy, we saw, I think, the most with Michelle Pfeiffer Uh, and... Zoe Kravitz still want them to hook up even though she's just literally the size of a cat. Uh, mm-hmm. She want is the smallest.
2: She might be two cats stacked on top of each yeah. other in a Zoe Kravitz She's a suit. sexy cat. Sexy cat.
1: Yeah. We yeah. were also talking about this earlier. I know. This is where we're going. The sexualization of cats. She can also be a supervillain or an anti-hero so you know she's also uh, she was modeled on the 1930s sex symbols like Jean Harlow. She's alluring but baffling adversary she's sexual and that's part of her mysterious ambivalence she was created by two dudes Uh, not that we are surprised bob kane and bill finger bob kane in his 1989 autobiography batman and me said we knew we needed a female nemesis to give the strip sex appeal cats are cool detached unreliable (laughs) Cats are hard to understand. They're they are erratic, as women are. <laughs> Sexist, right? Thanks, everybody. Um, Scratch his eyes
0: out. He's uh-huh. dead, right?
1: I'm sure. He created this woman in nineteen forty something. Yeah. Yeah. He did but, like
0: Stan Lee lived for like bajillion years, so who knows?
1: I feel like he was a rare Well, if you're alive, come fight me.
2: <laughs> come fight
0: open Come invitation me, Bob <laughs>
1: uh, so it's sexist yes but it also reveals the perception of women as they are portrayed in western culture there's no other animal that aligns with female sexuality like el gato we've got sex kittens and like women doing purring Kitten things heels. cat fight Kitten heels oh i've been God. so excited so many times it's like we set you up for it i really yeah. feel that way yeah. and thank you <laughs> i'm glad we planned this Need earlier also like feline good looks <laughs> she's got i want start i want to bring that back yeah. that's fun yeah um, i can throw my whiskers out with that i think i would love that that one filter on instagram is so real <sighs> zoe kravitz on the challenges of modernizing catwoman she said she worked with the director matt reeves to shape the character and she described to another magazine this is from the bbc Culture. She described to another magazine the challenges of modernizing Catwoman, explaining that she wanted to avoid fetishizing or creating a stereotype or playing into the stereotype in her incarnation of the legendary but often diminished and hypersexualized figure. Which I think she did a good job of.
0: Cat suit. Sorry, I'm just. I you were gonna
1: say cat more. soup for oh, some cats reason. Cat up Cat soup oh yeah the sexy sexy cat it's, the, it's the sexiest condiment <laughs> it's true yeah what about the other side the crazy cat lady right yep. so we have cat woman and cat lady she's not hot right spencer it's a woman um without a man or sometimes even referencing a lesbian alice mattacott she is the author and she talks about the historic link between women and cats and it goes way back including the dichotomy of hypersexualization and desexualization what is her book oh yeah (laughs) cat women an exploration of feline friendships and lingering superstitions very easy to mm-hmm. gamble that. And one example is Chaucer's Wife of Bath is called a cat in order to insult her and suggest that she is a loose lady. They would say she would go out caterwauling, which I did not realize was like yeah, hey, you're going
0: around slutting it up like you scream like a cat cat like wailing cat like cat wailing. Oh, is that
1: what it is? <laughs> caterwauling. Oh, I thought it was no. like Wallering. Y'all, Yo, is, what is happening? I don't know. I
0: think it's... I'm going to look it up. Okay. I'm, cu- I'm curious now the linguistics of this. Being a cat li- lady. Okay.
1: Yeah. She went out a caterwauling. Yeah. It- caterwauling is uh, hard to describe
0: when you hear it. You hear it. This is a disturbing sound. There's a cross between a yowl, a howl, and a whine. It's melodramatic and is it's for mating. Huh? Wait. Did cats make it? Yeah. Yeah. The cats meow, caterwauling in cats.
2: Cats
1: meow cattle rolling and cats. 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 Cats, cats. Hot okay. diet coke. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the Association of Women and Cats is far more widespread and older than just Western pop culture in ancient Egypt, where cats were domesticated over 10,000 years ago. There is a, there's a half cat, half human goddess named Bastet, the God of domesticity, <laughs> fertility, and childbirth. Uh, she protected the home from evil spirits and disease. And as most ancient egyptian gods she was a guide and helper of the dead in greco-roman times bastet basically became artemis and for greece and uh, diana for roman beliefs and still linked to cats just not as aggressively artemis in her human form would hang out with a bunch of cats and diana sometimes turned into a cat specific example is in ovid's metamorphosis when Roman gods fled to Egypt. We've all read it. Yeah. Um, in Europe, the prime example is Freya in Norse mythology. She was the god of fertility, love, and luck. And she rode a chariot led by two cats. Beautiful. I want that. She learned how I to herd to. cats. I w- she must be very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in China, uh, one of the primary gods that they... Uh, would pray to for similar you know domesticity uh was lishu um a cat goddess so let's see effectively women and cats in unison were associated with pre-christian goddesses uh which obviously christians are like we hey, of that with yep, yep, We're yep. done with that. Um, yep. Yep in her book the cat and the human imagination catherine m rogers writes that the middle ages in the middle ages the roman catholic church viewed free roaming single women in the same light as female cats on the prowl later still to eradicate europe of non-christian beliefs all non-christian deities were branded as evil and cats were declared satan's minions Mm -hmm. uh a slew of religious propaganda followed describing either women cats or both as evil christianity made the cat woman negative um this is also uh so you know they're fighting the pre-christian beliefs and um the suspicion of pre-christian beliefs and especially in this way they believe kind of that vibe led up to witch trials and
0: do we have do we have like a list of okay animals for christians we got
1: lion dove, fish but a lion's a cat but lions are not cats they're big cats they're big old they're big old power cats fish is I good think it's just fish lions are lambs lambs yeah
2: Lions. Well, who lambs, all was at of uh, jesus's fish. manger
0: Uh, A
1: camel
2: Camel.
0: A lobster
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Some type of polar bear I think
0: it was a capybara Octopus Yeah
2: Definitely an octopus Definitely an octopus Like a trio Who do you think carried all the gifts Little cockroaches Yeah Singing
0: cockroaches Seven or eight singing Singing cockroaches. cockroaches <laughs> um mm-hmm. that one the, oh, the it, I They think, were
2: narrating it like the mice and babe. <laughs> <exactly> yeah. And <laughs> they were was, cockroaching. Probably mice.
0: Probably mice. Oh, lots of mice. Oh my god,
1: so many. Okay. So um, there's
0: more than I thought, but if a cat showed up, then
1: yeah. that's why there's always mice. The yeah. Yeah. And roaches. the plague is because of Christianity. Um Pope Gregory uh in twelve thirty three released the Vox in rama which is uh which said that europe's non-christianity uh sex they were uh, actually partaking in satanic cults and uh described the rituals in that uh vox of rama so i want to
0: it sounds like you're saying
1: box of ramen yeah it's basically it yeah vox vox in like voice rama like roma with an a yeah interesting Two ways. Uh, According to Donald W. Ingalls' classic cats, the rise and fall of the sacred cat, this papal decree gave, quote, divine sanction for the extermination of the cat, especially black ones, and the extermination of their female owners. Great. Cool. I just,
0: man. Uh
1: Uh, (laughs) Agnes Waterhouse. Was executed in England's first witch trial in 1566, and she named uh, her basically her pet, but her familiar um, was a cat named Satan. That's that's a little too. She did that on purpose. She's like, she's if you already like, know you're going down, do you just dig in and you're bucket. like, hell yeah, I'm a witch. Uh-huh. She did try to say like, he. It was later turned into a toad. <laughs> Hate those. <laughs> but because she uh, died shortly after saying Satan, that um, solidified the Catwoman-Witch connection until well after the Salem Witch Trials. So basically... If you were a woman, you were running far away from any kind of cat connection.
0: Yeah. You just can't win as a woman, right? No, no. you can't. You really can't. No. No no no,
1: no, no, no. no, no, uh, no. Silly little kitty. So, you know, the Christians are like, we don't want women associated with cats. They're independent and intelligent. We can't control them. Uh, and the Christian hierarchy of life is also man on top. Um, Catherine M Rogers further elaborates on this idea, writing cats conveniently represent what men have long and bitterly complained of in women. They do not obey and they do not love enough men mm-hmm. who cannot control women as they would like to associate them with animals that cannot be controlled. Uh, so fun cats were actually yeah cats were featured in um some anti-suffrage uh suffrage cartoons as like a way to make fun of the women like look at all these little cats going to vote with their paw prints
2: god (laughs) Haley, i'm watching your face get more angry it's just it's just so funny it's like (laughs) Mm-hmm. That sounded like a weird, the cats I'm when they talk to cat. each other and they're like,
1: <laughs> okay. when they like click <laughs> instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like it. Uh, the association <laughs> of cats and women forms part of a wider interaction between humans and animals as professor. Professor Fiona proben Rapsy, a scholar at the University of Wollongong, uh, who approaches animal studies from a feminist post-colonial perspective, tells BBC Culture. That's my summary. I wrote mm-hmm. that. Good job. Um, quote, the ideas that we have about animals feed into ideas about gender. She says, we routinely use animal tropes to talk about gender and to police gendered behaviors. Bitch henpecked stud cougar as well as race and racism which is always making use of animal tropes to dehumanize and deny the humanity of others uh, single women were dubbed Spencer, spinsters old maids uh and drains on the economy and if you owned a cat you were uh double doomed there um, this is kind of in Victorian era. In 1880, the Dundee Courier declared uh, the old maid would not be typical of her class without the cat and that one cannot exist without the other. It's just funny because like the concept that cats are bad companions because
0: they're too independent. Right. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the idea. But then women themselves find companionship
2: mm-hmm. with that. Is It's just. Mm-hmm and then like dogs being a man's best friend cats mm-hmm. fucking perfect yeah. because you don't have to mm-hmm. fuck with them they, as much they do what they gotta do yeah. they come around I love the we have six cats right now so jesus
0: and Christ. they all love brandon more than me which is fair
1: that is fair mm-hmm. um it also reminds me of what i was about to go into which is uh that single women Plus, Cat Trope hit a zenith in 1976 with a little documentary called Grey Gardens, which is how I am imagining you and Brandon's life now.
2: Kind of. Oh, my. Haley just constantly talking. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. A staunch woman.
1: So we've got Big Edie and Little Edie, the relatives of Jackie O, which they, you know, were the focus of this documentary. But fairly quickly, the focus became uh, the. property that they were living in I don't want to call it a home Um, it was their home it was but uh, so Grey Gardens it's overrun with tens of cats it's very hoardery Um, you know it it really is kind of the picture of depression or um, the result of depression Uh, it's a cautionary tale of being a single woman if you will um as big edie the mother of little edie she was divorced and then little edie never married they were just mom and daughter living together forever Well, her mom kind of sabotaged it yeah have you, have you it up. watched the drew work and uh what's
0: her, what's her yes name? God, it's, it's so been good. years it jessica Lange? it's jessica Lane. it is okay. yes yeah. it's very good
1: um also the documentary now one is very Oh good. yeah so the funny, so funny. Where they they're like
0: murder killers? <laughs> Yes. It's so,
1: good. it's so good. The cat lady stereotype helps label women who are seen as unacceptable in terms of patriarchal societal expectations, Madicott says. Cat ladies are often older, single, childless, and society tells women that this should be seen as a failure. If you do not go along with what is expected of you, then you could end up not only alone but if you have cats there's no way back and it must be and it must lead to the gray garden's extreme of squalor and desexualization de-sexual- that's madocon again alice and if we think about it like michelle's michelle pfeiffer's cat woman started as the stereotypical cat lady mm-hmm. and then Halle berry's cat woman was uh, mentored by a cat lady and then there's you know, aside from Catwoman, but there's a lot of cat ladies in pop culture and, like, kind of in the 70s and 80s, like, I think of Misery, or is that the one I'm thinking of? With Kathy Kathy Bates. Bates Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, she's kind of cat lady-ish. And then there's... Was
2: Kathy a cat lady? Oh, Kathy. Yeah?
1: Oh. She's definitely a cat lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would assume. I don't even need to see a cat, though, to know that.
0: I just, I don't know. I've never like i know the trope right i would love to be an older single woman with a bunch of cats yeah. and nobody fucking with me yeah yeah i mean like I, I love my husband i'm saying after you know he
1: decides that he's had enough and yeah <laughs> after he divorced <laughs> after he leaves me i will replace him with tens of cats i will so, yeah, in 2004 or 1988, we see Eleanor Abernathy on The Simpsons for the first time. The Lego movie in 2014 features a cat lady, Mrs. Scratchin' Post, owns like 20 cats. So, you know, we, we had it as like, oh, this woman's evil and, and mean and sad. And then we took it and we kind of made it funny. Also um, still sad. But also kind of sad. Yeah, and, unattractive. Yes. Uh, So the the cautionary tale, quote unquote, of the cat lady has turned into comedic relief in a lot of ways. And the cat woman is equal sexy versus cat lady is biad has lost a lot of purchase because women have more freedom and liberty and power to exist outside of uh, historical norms and uh, there's a lot of people that are taking cat lady back especially on social media Taylor Swift mm. I'm a crazy cat lady you can do almost anything when you're a millionaire though mm-hmm. so uh, does this reflect some sort of feminine this is just direct from the article but does this reflect some sort of feminist reclaiming of the stereotype madakat is skeptical quote it's easier to make a term cool if you are in no danger of fitting the stereotype in society's mm-hmm. eyes she says adding that the relationship between pets and their their owners should be celebrated rather than mocked. Uh, There are so many wonderful examples of women and cat friendships being what they actually are, a positive, nice, normal pet relationship rather than the stereotype. So should a woman or a person of any gender, for that matter, choose to embrace being a cat lady or a cat woman, then the choice to wear either label should be theirs and theirs alone. I agree. I, I mean... I mean, Michael, if couple I of could things. choose a... I, don't know, I can't name them, but I feel a little weird about the last part. Yeah. What?
2: About you can be a cat lady if you want? And it not be a bad thing? Yeah. I I'm,
0: don't... Like, when I think about the type of pet... Owner relationships that I think are strange. We got to talk about bird people. Yeah. It's well, people who own you know birds what? are the weird ones. It's, Leave cat people alone. It's bird. But bird women are hot. Are they? No, I think no. all women are hot. I, I don't think we need to. Gen- we got to get past the gendering of yeah. it and just identify this singular, regardless of gender, weirdos. And it is so bird people.
1: Mm-hmm. Bird people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's cat lady and cat woman. Yeah, which is gendered, but. Yeah. If it's bird, cat, is well, there let's a think cat of bird man. lady and bird man, man. right? Bird big man, difference. right? Yeah, bird lady, bird woman. Bird woman has to be the equivalent of sex kitten, right? Yeah, she's a big bird woman. Yeah,
2: <laughs> big bird woman, large wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very enveloping. She likes like I'm
0: scared, but I'm safe. Like yeah, yeah. I like bright colors. Now I'm coming back. Now I'm coming around on bird women. Like now I'm less.
2: I just I think I just feel bad for birds in cages. It's yeah. just depressing. Well, you can feel bad for
0: cats in houses. Like I feel bad for I our do. cats, but then they the I really cats destroy local bird populations. So now bird people cat people
2: in conflict See and then dog people <laughs> and cat people. Yeah. yeah
0: it's dogs driving cars Cats wearing people clothes mm-hmm. I don't feel bad Anarchy. about cats in
2: houses I, I feel do. bad about
0: cats that are declawed That is cruel That to That's me is the equivalent also of a
2: Like illegal in a few states now You can I think you can,
0: there are certain situations You can do it where they hurt themselves Like if they have neurological yeah. things going on Right Like if you have a wonky cat
2: But now I've seen videos on TikTok oh, Of shit. people shaving their cats Cats, not shaving, but like, you know, filing down their cat's claws, which I can't imagine trying to wrangle a cat and them giving their cats baths. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? I never bathed the cat and I never will. No. If you want to keep your eyeballs, like, don't do it. (laughs) When we took our girl cat to the vet a couple months ago,
0: um, a couple months ago, they, we brought her in. They gave her like kitty Xanax beforehand, did absolutely nothing. And they're like, we're going to have to gas her. And I'm like. (laughs) yeah so we had to leave her there and Goodbye, come back cat. get her this close yeah, to death. yeah. and they, they had to do that just to do a normal checkup in any kind just of way regular. so they, they took the time to to the trimmer trimmer claws at the same
1: time which worked out really well hey cj yeah yeah
2: well we should wrap it up then because we're about to go see him can movie. i do
1: a really quick my cat and acid story yeah, yeah. <gasps> the first time i took acid was uh, 3 a.m in in uh, montrose and, and this is the first drug you'd ever done. Yeah, ever, of course. Honestly, I think I did have a little bit of an Adderall and pill thing before I smoked wean. Mm. Well, but Papa, that's like doctor. Yeah, it was also like I went from Beaumont to Friendswood where all the kids had money and pills. So yeah, that's what you do. So anyway, so I 3 a.m. took like a drop of acid and then I was like. Uh, You know what? I don't like it. Uh, I don't like the vibe here. I'm going to go to my house, which was very close. And I got home and I... Fell asleep because I can easily put myself to sleep if I'm having nice. an uncomfortable drug experience, which oh, I'm very proud so of myself. Working.
2: Yeah, that's a nice. But power.
1: I woke up to pee and I texted my friend and the letters were coming off of my like version two, three <laughs> iPhone. Right. And I was like, whoa, there was something about a deer. And then I got up to pee. I looked at my cat who was like the coolest cat. And she looked at me and I was like. You're the Dark Lord, and then <laughs> I went to pee and went to sleep. Yeah.
2: Thanks for watching over me, Dark Lord. Yeah, Not she's great. Sweet. Yeah.
1: Well.
0: And you didn't end up a crazy cat lady, and mm-hmm. you didn't end up. She's dead two from drugs.
1: Dogs. Never intervenous. Nope. Anything. Not sucking dick for heroin anymore. Uh-uh. Not anymore. Not, Not yeah. Ever probably. No. I grew out of that. I'm proud of you. <laughs> you. Once you hit
0: sixteen, you're like, I'm too old for this. Yeah. Some I mean, kid shit.
2: <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Rate us on Hot or Not. Um, not.com Please, mm-hmm. the next time you have a Hot Diet Coke, think of us or order it the next time you are at any place that serves Diet Coke. And don't fucking order Diet Pepsi. Tell them now. And that's it. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.